Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ran. We booked it. Today, we have like some creepy old stories that we're going to discuss. Uh, I'm quite excited for this because I had an obsession a while ago with a certain story called The Yellow Wallpaper, and I really wanted other people to read it, but no one in my life would until I decided we should do this for an episode and made Rose read it. Yes, make make me read it. And then I made her read uh, The Premature Burial by Edgar Allan Poe. So, <laughs> um, But before we get started, make sure to follow our Instagram at WeBookedIt for updates about the podcast. Um, we do weekly book reviews. We update you on whether or not like we're going to miss an episode. So check us out there. It's fun. We have a good time over there. Yeah, we do. I made a really funny reel a while ago about uh, Pendragon, where I used the Chrissy wake up sound. I showed it to my friend. I'm like, are you proud of me? Are you proud of me? Did I do good? I guess we'll, we'll start with mine, okay. and that way. Yes. <laughs> Just get, to get it out of the yep. way, so we can Oh, let me bring up my notes. I long, when I read, I took notes on it, so I could remember, because I did it in the moment, because... Mm. Life has been chaotic, honestly. Okay. I am prepared. We may begin. (laughs) Alright. So, I picked The Premature Burial by Edgar Allan Poe, which was published in 1850. (laughs) So long ago. And it's just a short horror story you know, and the main character expresses concern about being buried alive. And this was a fear that was pretty common in the era. And so um, Edgar Allan Poe was kind of just like taking advantage of the moment and writing about something that was semi-relatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think when you read it? I thought it was quite interesting, and at first it seems like an information dump about something, but then, like, the story does kick Mm -hmm. in, and you're like, oh, okay. And then, like, the end of it was just kind of like, I feel like you're trying to tell me a lesson here, and I wasn't sure if I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. It focuses on around health, because the narrator, they struggle with, uh like catalepsy I think it's called Mm -hmm. which is like a medical condition characterized by a trance or seizure where you lose sensation and consciousness and your body goes rigid and so this kind of feeds their fear of being mistaken for being dead because when you die your body goes rigid yeah rigor mortis so the main the narrator Um, has a fear of being buried alive yeah, has this fear, has this condition, and they kind of, like, feed into each other. Yeah, it is not a good cycle. No. And what I thought was interesting is how the narrator, they knew all of these stories about people who were buried alive, mm-hmm. and, like, I can I can see, like, if this if this were me... I could see myself seeking out this information and feeding the fear. (laughs) 
And I, I kind of imagine that's what the narrator did, um, like intentionally kind of looking into this, like, would it be possible to, and, you know, being alive during that time, like, people were buried alive. Yeah. So, like, it's like these weird little co- coincidences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, in one, the lady got to marry the dude she actually loved, so that, that one's just a love yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was appreciated. <laughs> like, oh, here's a one that's, it's happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I know, as I was reading it, I was like, is catalepsy real? Like, I had to look it up. I was like, because I was like, this yeah. is something that seems real, but at the same time, it could be, like, totally not. Yeah. But, like, it it is real. <laughs> Just so weird. I know, as... Because at first you have, like... When I was reading it at first, it was like, okay, here's what catalepsy is, and, you know, how it fits into, like, oh, people get buried alive fairly often. I was like, okay. And then, like, you keep Mm -hmm. reading, and you just kind of see, like, his paranoia grow, I feel. Yeah. Especially when he starts talking about his precautions. He's like, here's everything that needs (laughs) to happen uh, if you think I'm dead and put me in, like, his family is like, oh, mausoleum? Was that what it was? Uh, Yeah, I think so. He, like, made changes to it. So he was like, I can ring a bell if I need to get out. You know, like, there's plenty of oxygen to breathe. I can, you know, (laughs) all this stuff. And honestly, I was like, this is all fair planning, as if you have catalepsy, I guess. Like, you don't want to yeah. be very alive. That's fair. Um, but then, the I thought the ending was interesting. Because, like, mm. it's a short story, so of course, like, there has to be a resolution somehow. So, like... The, rev- the resolution came about, like, pretty quickly. It's just like, oh, he went on a trip. And then, like, he thought- he woke up and thought he had been buried alive. And then, like, no- like, everyone disregarded his wishes of how he wanted to be buried. Like, he wasn't buried at home where he had all these precautions. And then it turns out he wasn't buried alive. He was just on a ship. Mm-hmm. And this ends up, like, it cures his fear, but also his health condition. Yes. (laughs) He's like, I haven't been living life. I need to live life. Uh, So then he does. And then he's like, and then I just kind of didn't have catalepsy anymore. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, interesting. So the first thing is just like, so does catalepsy have something to do with anxiety then? Right. And, like, one of the questions I found when, like, researching around the story was which came first, the health condition or the fear? And, like, how did one or the other cause the other? Yeah. No, I get get it. Like, how does, (laughs) how do they uh, affect each other? Yeah. 
Like, does the body rule the mind, or does the mind rule the body? So it was, it was just interesting. Well, honestly, I think his anxiety made it, it worse. Because, like, he when, mm-hmm. bef- when he was still ruled by this fear, he would stay home all the time or just be with people who knew he had catalepsy so that way they would know, like, oh, he didn't just drop dead. He's just unconscious and unresponsive. Um, and I'm sure, like, that only made him more prone to such catalytic episodes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're constantly anxious about it, like... Like, if you, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, sort of, like, you think this is going to happen, and so you overanalyze it so much, and then suddenly the exact thing that you feared is happening. Right. What do you think? Uh, well, (laughs) I can... I can kind of relate (laughs) as someone who struggles with anxiety (laughs) Um, and just like, you know, mine is mostly like, mostly like the social anxiety and I mean, I can see like, I, hyping it up in your mind can make it way worse. Mm -hmm. Um, But really for me, it's the fact that in the end, he goes through, tells all these stories tells us about all these precautions that he takes and all the limiters on his life and then at the end it's like haha <laughs> Rose is not happy and it's, yeah and it's it's almost like well wait what yeah wait is that okay and like i'm happy for this this dude good for you fictional man yeah good for you fictional man this already somewhat unrealistic story just got way more unrealistic, though. <laughs> now I know it's fake. He was cured just like that. Yeah. All he had to do was not be anxious anymore. Yeah. Just don't be anxious. Just just stop just that. Stop being anxious, you know? Have you tried just not thinking about it? <laughs> Have you tried just not? <laughs> so, yeah. I thought it... Also, the fear of being buried alive is tef- taphophobia. Uh, I looked that up. Taphophobia. I wouldn't know how to pronounce words. Um, I'll go with that because I'm not going to try and pronounce <laughs> that. And that looks how that would be sounded to me. Yeah. That's interesting. I think there's a there's probably something Poe is trying to say but mm-hmm. haven't we all analyzed enough of Poe in high school <laughs> yeah Didn't don't we understand now that Poe is just a morbid guy I'm pretty sure he lived a morbid life too <laughs> if I recall correctly I think he was angsty. I think he married his cousin and, yeah, and then she sure. died. Um, and I'm pretty sure his death was a mystery. Like, he just kind of wound up dead. 
one day. Yeah. And I saw some theories on it, and I think they were like, oh yeah, like, people, like, made him commit, like, voting fraud or whatever, and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> this dude has to write all these messed up stories, and then he dies like that? Like, that... that that's a little mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, his death should not be able to become one of his stories. That's all I'm saying. But it can. Like, he would he'd probably write a story about that. We all know it. But it's, it's interesting. I think it's interesting because I didn't think of all these wonderful things that you thought of and this wonderful nice outline you have with, like, which came first the condition or like the fear or like you know like does the body rule the mind it's like oh my gosh well google did help me so you i just didn't do a lot of work <laughs> no that's that is okay it's not supposed to be work it's supposed to be like a discussion True. yeah so but i think it's interesting because like all of this, like, mind and health and body stuff goes very well with the, the story I chose. Uh, mm -hmm, which I believe mm -hmm. I said before was The Yellow Wallpaper, which is by... Oh, where is it? Charlotte Perkins Gilman. And it was written in 1892. So both of our stories are in the 1800s here. Um, but I found this... Um, in a very interesting way <laughs> I was I have YouTube on in the background a lot for my background noise and I had like a live stream on and I wasn't really paying attention but then someone mentioned this story and started talking about it a little bit and I was like oh now I want to read it so I read it and I loved it so I would like to know your thoughts on it So, I I really enjoyed it. Great. Um, it is it is great. I like I love the main character right off the yes. bat. <laughs> because, like, one of the first things she talks about is her husband John, who is practical in the extreme, and he what, what does she say that so was so funny to me. Yeah, John is a physician, and per and perhaps I would not say it to a living soul, of course, but this is dead paper and a great relief on my mind. Perhaps that is the one reason I do not get well fast. Oh yeah, that was real funny. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so my husband's a doctor, and I think that might be why I'm still sick. <laughs> yeah, it kind of it kind of read like. Oh, this stupid white man thinks he knows so much and he thinks he can fix me and... Oh, and, and oh, the whole thing yeah. with John is, like, my first thing was, like, this man is harming her. I don't trust her husband. But then I'm like, I think he loves her. He's just kind of dumb. Yeah. I was like, he, he, yeah. he seems to actually care about her, actually. Um... But he's just a white man in the late 1800s. So. Yeah. Yeah. Red flag. 
Um, yeah. I know one thing when I was reading through the first time that I didn't quite catch on is the main character actually recently gave birth to a child. Yeah. Sense. <laughs> yeah. Because she's kind of going through that, like, postpartum depression. Yeah. It's like, she calls it, like, nervousness or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, she's, like, going through postpartum depression. She has a lot of anxiety, all this stuff. They are in the country um, on, like, a little vacation. And she has been diagnosed with the rest cure. Um, which was literally where... You couldn't do anything to stimulating. Nothing you couldn't like you couldn't be social, you couldn't be active, like you weren't supposed to think. You were really just supposed to sleep and do absolutely nothing. Um And I was like, well no wonder she uh no wonder. No wonder anything in this little story happened. Uh but like this the yellow wallpaper was supposed to be like an early feminist like work um where like the author had been uh prescribed the rest cure as well and this was her kind of being like yeah the rest cure is stupid and it makes things worse mm -hmm. because it is but it also like has some commentary on like women in society and mental health like how like when you look at the story, like, John, her husband, it's just like, no, 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 I know everything. You need to do this. Yeah. But, like, I think you have here the use of irony. And I think the most ironic thing in this story is within the first little letter she writes. Which they don't want her to write. They don't want her writing. Because they're like, that's work. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. So she has to write in secret. But one of the first things she writes is I really think I'd start to feel better if I could like do some work and stuff but no one will let me <laughs> and yeah. I'm like sweet you've solved your own problem but no white man will let you solve it it was that was just a funny thing to me I'm like you've you've literally you know how to help yourself it's just no one will let you or like later in the in one of the other letters she goes she asks, like, John, can I go visit, like, some friends? And he's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. And I was like, you're not helping her. Yeah. Um. My, my, uh, what I found for the use of irony was, John laughs at me, of course, but one expects that in marriage. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's like one of the first things she says, too. <laughs> probably. Um, it probably is. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was another thing. So. <laughs> society and. So it, it has written society and patriarchy. Woman being trapped. Very fitting for our times right now. <laughs> That was, yeah. Oops, a little too close to home with that one, I guess. Oops, not very good timing. Yes. Um... I forgot to mention, so the yellow wallpaper is, they're, they're staying, they're like on vacation, they're staying in a little country house, and they're, 
that um, has this yellow wallpaper and it honestly starts to drive the main character insane. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I shouldn't say that, but like the descent into the psychosis for the main character as it's written out is quite fascinating. Yo, it like, in a good way, creeped me out. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, this is creepy. Her I kind just... love it. Yeah, she's like mesmerized by this wallpaper and staring into it. And she's like, I know there's something in the wallpaper. I see it. She's like, there's a pattern. There's a pattern in this wallpaper, but it's, it's like hiding something. And then she's like, oh, it's a woman. There's a woman in the wallpaper, and I can see her. And sometimes she comes out of the wallpaper, yeah. and you, she she sneaks around, and she's like, "Man, it must it must be hard to sneak all the time, like, because you don't want to see people. You don't want if you're sneaking, then if people see you sneaking, they'll they'll look at you weird." She's like, "Man, it must be hard." Yes, it's like so parallel to her own experience because it's like. The woman is trapped in the wallpaper, and so she has to sneak out and, like, free herself. But eventually she always has, like, to go back. Mm -hmm. And, like, I could see, like, her coping with her experience by, you know, this making up this woman in the wallpaper mm -hmm. <laughs> going through something similar. Yeah. Being trapped. Well... Uh, one thing I found when I was doing a little extra research on this, just for funsies, because no one else had read it and I couldn't really talk to anyone at the time, um, was it talks about the room that they're in, where the bed that they're sleeping in is, like, bolted to the floor, and then the windows have bars mm. on them. And she's always like, oh, this was, like, a nursery, and then it was, like, the playroom for the kids, and, like, kids get a little rowdy, you gotta keep things safe and stable and put... Um, but something I didn't pick up on at first, because I've said before, I'm a very shallow reader. I don't always dig deeper into the deeper meaning of things. Um, but I read later, it's like... And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a yeah. good point. <laughs> I know it also talked about... I believe Mary was John's sister, and she was there to, like, take care of all the house stuff because the main character couldn't. Um, and so it kind of goes on, like, one thing I read, it's like, well, Mary seems to be, like, the ideal woman. Like, she loves what she's doing. And all that stuff. Um... That's yeah. one of the commentaries. But reading this, I really... One of my favorite parts is just when you start to realize, like, she's focusing very heavily on this yellow wallpaper now. Like, there's not... She's not talking about much else. She's just going on and on about the wallpaper. Yeah. That's when you know it's getting bad. But also good. And then there was one yes. more Good. thing. At the very end, so at the very end, she... 
She, mm-hmm. uh, John is in town because he's a doctor, so he's doing doctor things in town. Um, and so during the night, she rips off all the wallpaper, and then in the morning, Mary comes in and she's like, "Oh wow, like, fair enough." <laughs> and then she leaves, and the main character locks herself in the room. And then John mm-hmm. comes home, and he's, like, p- pounding on the door, like, let me in, like, hello. Um, and eventually he does get in, and he sees the room, and she, she said, what does she say? Okay, okay, she, so, she says, this is honestly one of my, one of my favorite lines, she goes, um, spite of you and Jane and I've pulled off most of the paper so you can't pull me put me back and then John faints yeah <laughs> but I really I really like that line because it brings up another question that I hadn't thought of like I was like who the heck is Jane and then the thing is like is Jane the main character like is she now referring to herself in the third person because she's psychotic and no longer like quote-unquote herself or Jane right did she split into this like other personality where now she is the person she saw in the wallpaper yeah Yeah, that 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 creeped me out because like I didn't realize up until that point. Oh yeah, no one's even said her yeah, name. No, it, her name is never mentioned. So like, who the heck is Jane? I don't know. I was thrown through the. I was like, did I miss something? It's quite possible. <laughs> but no. And then he faints, and then he goes, and then he goes. Now why? Now why should that man have fainted? But he did, and right across my path by the wall. So I had so that I had to creep over him every time. So, like, it's creeping. She uses the word creep instead of sneak. She's like, oh, she sees this shadow shadow woman creeping everywhere. So she's like, it must be awfully mm. embarrassing to be caught creeping. So that's probably why she's creeping everywhere. So after she tears off the wallpaper and, like, shuts herself in the room, she basically starts walking across, like, the, like, just the, the room, like, pacing it near the walls, but, like, crawling. So she's, like, crawling yeah. on the floor. And then he faints, like, right in her way. So he's like, now I gotta crawl over him. And that was a little funnier than it should have been to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what a complaint to have. You know, like, oh man. My husband fainted in my way. Now I have to crawl over him so I can continue walking around, the- crawling around the room. Yes, I just, I really liked this. I really liked how, within, like, the first two pages, she knew exactly what she needed to do, but no one would let her, and now she's Mm -hmm. psychotic for it. But it's also really creepy, because one night, I was out late at night, and I was like, hmm, now my mind is thinking of, like, just, what if a woman just appeared and started crawling on the ground? I did not like that image. 
Nope, nope, nope. Didn't like that. Nope. Because <laughs> that's what I imagine too is like, ugh. Yeah. She ripped up all that wallpaper. She kind of. <laughs> she is that woman or she released the woman? <laughs> that's almost creepier. She's possessed mm-hmm. now. That's the other side of the story we haven't talked about. Right. <laughs> no, I think it's creepier because the version I read doesn't have pictures, but there's a version with pictures. And that's what really freaked yeah, me out when you see the picture at the end, which is her crawling over her husband. Yeah. That's nightmare fuel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first picture is her, like, starting to write in a journal. Mm-hmm. You know, her hair's done, her dress looks nice, she's just sitting there. With the bars kind of on like, the windows, you can see, on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, just contemplating. Yeah, so you can go from a perfectly fine person to insane. Thank you, Rest Cure. This is what the author was trying to say. But yes. And I know, like, okay, it says here appearance versus reality, and I'm pretty sure you wrote that because you did a lot better job of outlining this entire episode than I did. <laughs> But I think that is something, like, at one point, they they all say, like, oh, you seem to be getting better, man, like, to the her. And this is literally the point when she's, like, staying up all night so she can observe the woman in the wallpaper. It's like, yeah, better. Clearly. Clearly. Oh, yeah, she's doing so much better. Um... She's just watching the woman in the wallpaper every night. Yeah, but that's marked improvement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show, like, when you do the things that you enjoy, it does help you feel better. It's good! I don't understand why they ever thought literally doing nothing to stimulate you. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if that's possible. To feel... I mean, I... There are days when I need to rest, yeah. But, like, I can't imagine spending days, even just one day, Doing nothing. (laughs) I want to do all the things. Let me be productive and have the time of my life. (laughs) Staring at the wallpaper or obsessing how to not get buried alive. Oh, and I just imagine the color of yellow being, like, ugly. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think... Like, putrid. <laughs> so, uh, a real long time ago, a YouTuber I used to watch, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, I'm gonna say they coined the term. It's not a term that anyone else uses in their life, but they said puke yellow, and I believe that's probably... The color. Yeah. No. A- absolutely. So. It's not a nice. It's not a nice yellow, 
like we used to say like to figure out Rose's stuff it's it's not I did I did like that this kind of analyzed society and patriarchy oh yeah it was so great to see it was like man they're doing everything and, wrong yeah and in particular like the gender roles and how like because she's a woman women are so sensitive so emotional she needs to just take a break and i like that the piece critiqued that mm-hmm. and it, it kind of said like you know men aren't always right yeah and you know that can be really damaging to uh the psyche <laughs> and i know i i i'm hoping and like feeling that john was trying to help her and it was coming from a good place and coming from a place of love. Yeah, that's another, like, I feel like John was genuinely trying. Like, it took me a little bit to trust him. But I did feel like, oh, he is trying. But it's just, he's doing it in an it, eight, it, early, in a late 1800s way. Yeah, and it just, it came off very condescending. Yeah. And, and she acknowledges that, like, right off the bat, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, one expects to be laughed at in marriage. Yeah. Not anymore. Um, Yeah, so I I liked the commentary, and I liked that it acknowledged that. So that's all I have to say. (laughs) I like how both of our stories ended up being 1800s commentaries on, like, health and of the sort. Yeah. (laughs) There was, like, a very heavy mental mental health aspect to these. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, we accidentally themed this episode. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah. Remember to follow our Instagram. Yes, check us out. (laughs) We post fun stuff. I was at a lake house. I had some fun stories. Uh, So Turns out, um... I used to think I just got my reading from my mom and my grandma. No, at one point, me, my aunt, mother, and cousin were all reading outside. So, it's a family curse. (laughs) It's a a curse. curse. Because I'm the only one that reads fantasy! Everyone reads those, like, realistic novels. like, Like, mystery, thriller, whatever the heck. I'm like... Hello. Like contemporary. This 17-year-old boy is traveling through flumes to beat a demon. Anyone can relate? (laughs) No? Okay. No? No? Just me? Okay. But But as as for now, now, we gotta book it. it.